Hello, and welcome to Age of Geek, the podcast. Hello. Hello. Um, we're so excited to be here today. We're kind of doing our little introduction of uh, Marley and I's podcast that is part of the Age of Geek podcast network i'm gonna say podcast a whole freaking lot tonight um i know it's just gonna happen so marley and i are not just some randos um we actually have this podcast a little thing called cutscenes and cupcakes that's been going along for what four years now four years yeah we're old. this month <laughs> we're yeah old this an- it's our anniversary yeah that's so cute of us um and so we since and we love yeah we started on spooky season our first game was Bioshock, which is a horror game. I would classify it as. Oh, yeah. And so we wanted to do a little spooky uh, spooky season episode for Age of Geek, which is why we invited some of our favorite humans on. These are... are so are you guys the White Al- Alexander Whites or just... Alexanders. Just that. Okay. I didn't know if you changed your last... I, I didn't. I am changing it. <laughs> it's a process it, i changed my name eight years this year it's been eight years since we've been married and this is when i changed my my name i so, only did 10 months so took me only 10 <laughs> months from when i got married to finally change it so but this is brian and steph two <laughs> of our favorite people and two very qualified humans to talk to us about spoopy games today and in general, just the love of video gaming and why it went from this like kind of nerd centric uh, hobby in for basement dwellers, which is not my opinion, <laughs> but I feel like can be what people have thought of it, to this more like well known, widespread, very well working on being very inclusive. I was going to say very inclusive, but there's patches of inclusivity. <laughs> Um, a thing that people like to do and enjoy doing and don't have to be like quiet about it. Yeah, it's, it's not taboo. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Do you guys want to, do you want to have any a little introduction for yourselves or? Um, I, history yeah. of your gamings. It's, it's, um, I mean, <laughs> we're kind of the randos. Uh, uh, first and foremost, we love uh, our randos. To uh, cutscenes and cupcakes, uh, I, I am. I'm very proud to say that I've been a supporter since the beginning. Um, so, see you, you grow. Um, so, looking forward to further growth and and um, you know, you you uh, ladies doing what you do best. Uh, as, as for myself, um, gaming has just been part of my my own personal culture and, and DNA uh, from a, from an early age, uh, self-proclaimed retro game, historian, collector, geek, <laughs> all this <laughs> stuff. Uh, so, so, you know, if, if, um, if, if I don't have a controller in my hand, I need, I, I'm, you know what I mean? I, I have to justify or rectify it. So. Well then what's been your favorite console? Oh my gosh, you're asking that? <laughs> that yes. is the question. This early? Yeah. yeah, I just thought I'd drop a bomb at the beginning. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna definitively say. <laughs> okay. But that's I fair. will, I will, I will say that I have um I'm very partial to uh you know some of the some of the early Nintendo era classics. Um everything from, well, we'll say Nintendo 64. 
uh, was was very formative. So I agree. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna you know I'm gonna leave that there. We're not gonna get into any heavy debates or anything. <laughs> I'm, gonna keep it, I'm gonna keep it nice and simple. I started. My cousins had a Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. That was what I first played. Um, our first system was a GameCube, and I loved the GameCube. Loved it. Still love it. Um, my personal first system was a PS4. Nice. So um, I had a big chunk of time of not gaming <laughs> so much. Um, but I actually, my my thing with gaming, which I didn't, it took a while for me to pick up a controller because I have to invert my controls. So I would pick up controllers and not be able to uh, see, like, direct my person because I I they didn't make sense to me. Camera the camera angle didn't make sense. So he was actually the one that saw me play and he's like, wait a minute, let me, let me see. And he inverted it. And it was like, all of a sudden it was like a light bulb went off and I haven't stopped playing since. <laughs> my first system. Well, it wasn't even mine. It was my cousin's super Nintendo. It's the first thing I started playing. And then I think my first system was a Wii. So I don't like <laughs> same <laughs> count, but it wasn't necessarily like, <laughs> Yeah. And then I hate inverted inverted controllers. I hated having to look and walk at the same time. It took me a hot minute to get used to it. And the the dual, mm-hmm. you know, up and down, left and right, all over. Yeah. Well, it's, we've, it's tricky at first. We've been touching back on Ocarina of Time with Lindsay. Um, and you don't have dual controllers. And we're just like, what the hell? Why do we only have to look in one direction? <laughs> I need to look. But once you get used to it, it's very hard to go Yes, back. you can't. Oh, yeah. And like, it's, yeah, I'm I'm very similar in the same way, too. Like, because I didn't grow up really having a lot of gaming consoles, mostly because I just wasn't really allowed to in my house. I mean, we had a Wii, but we played dance games with it. And you Guitar know. Hero. Guitar Hero yeah. was... You played um, the rock band. and Garage band. Or, yeah. yeah, rock band. Yeah, I yeah. have three younger brothers, so we played anything that was multiplayer and right. not Mario Party. Lots of Mario Party. Oh, yeah. I would always try to, like, whoever, like, was my friend at the time, or I had some neighbors, you know, and I would always be like, oh, can I come over and play? Like, <laughs> did you want to play Mario Kart today? Or whatever, you know? Like, I would just always try to go to who I knew had the console so that I could like play games with them. Nice. Cause yeah. Or, or my brother. So I don't know. I, I don't really, I feel like I have some like missed mem- missing memories or something because like, how did my brother, how were my brothers allowed to have game consoles and me and my sister weren't cause like they were older and it, and it could have been because they bought them maybe with their own money and maybe that's what it was. So my brother, I remember he had, he had an N64 and an Xbox and I would like always beg him to let me play Halo with him. So again, like there were consoles around. I just didn't, I just didn't always play them because they just weren't always available until, yeah, until I got my, my first PS4 and it was mine all mine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> first time actually playing a game from beginning to end all by myself. Mm-hmm. Brian and I were there for that purchase. You guys were. Right. <laughs> Target yeah, no, Black was... Friday. It was like seven a.m. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about I think that. Mine was a Black Friday deal too. Actually, I think I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you have the blue Nathan Drake PS4, Mar? No, that's Lindsay. Oh. You keep miss you keep mixing that up. I, I'm sorry. I don't know who has what place. No, I have a slim. Thank you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. 
And not that I'm worried about any of you guys, but just a reminder that we kind of keep this PG ish. Oh, in language on this, I, on this almost, podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> our cutscenes and cupcakes is uh, 18 plus for sure. I mean, yeah, there will be some f bombs dropped by yours yes. truly. But in this one, we'll keep it clean for the for everyone to enjoy. So then, I guess then, what was your first horror game you played? Ooh. If you can remember that dive into the depths of your memories well i i actually was kind of hoping i was going to get to bring this one up yay do it so my first what i consider what i would say a horror game i don't i don't know if everybody would consider it a horror game have you heard of gone home no, no. so it it was a i might have been computer on was it pc only it came out pc, it, it came out PC first i think um it did it did hit consoles because mm-hmm. we do have it on our consoles but um it's a really it, the premise of the story is you're coming home i think you're a college student you're coming home for your first break it's a uh blustery stormy night your house is kind of in the middle of nowhere and your point is your family just moved oh your family just moved you've never been in this house before so you're oh. going to a house that you have never been to. Oh. And your family's gone. And you don't know why. And you're exploring the house and uncovering clues. And there's definitely a scary hallway that I jumped. And Why? Why is there always a scary hallway in everything? <laughs> the entire game <sighs> is actually very sweet. And the story that you're actually unfolding is a very... It's not scary in and of itself, but the environment of the, the house, the creaks, the the sound effects um, mm-hmm. really lend it. So I, I couldn't play it. I was living in an apartment by myself oh. and I couldn't play it at night. That's fair. <laughs> um, he would laugh at me because I was like, I, I can't do it. I, like, I can't do it alone. Um, so it's fun to be scared, but I also think that it's interesting. Like there's there's multiple levels of horror games. There's ones that kind of, are aided by your own imagination, kind mm-hmm. of. And then there's the ones that are a little more blatant, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. We just played, I'm going to mess up the acronym, SFC? SCP. SCP. Yes. And that, I, okay, so I guess there's a little bit of a story. You're like in a prison and they decide to experiment weapons on you. <laughs> weapons as in monsters, things that can destroy oh. you. You are a test subject. It's great. <laughs> and then... um there is a breach in the locking systems. You get to escape into the prison along with all these creatures and try to survive them. And I guess there's over a hundred creatures you can um, be introduced to. I think like over a thousand, if I'm right, or maybe it was like just under oh, wow. a thousand. If I well, we met like right. six to ten. <laughs> really though really well and there's i mean there's only so many in the game but like scp from what i have been learning about from like because i've been talking about this game with other people and they're like oh i love scps there's like this whole like online forum that just like talks all about scps brian you're nodding your head do you know about this just just from a very topical very surface level bit of research okay Okay, yeah. Well, and I guess there's like contributors who like write about these different SCPs, and well, it comes straight from Creepy Pasta. Um, it, it's not. It's okay. Doesn't come adjacent. straight from adjacent. So like slender adjacent. But yeah, that one was a, not a story based, and more just like scare the 
the crap out of you based but also um, like curious like you want to go around and like uncover these like just weird like anonymous anomalies and, and stay just... away from the peanut baby that will definitely eat your face off yeah the creepy thing about that is that when you you can't break your line of sight with this thing if not it will kill you but there's this whole game mechanic that blinks that you like will blink there's like a little meter and everything counting down to the next time you're gonna blink and so you blink and then the creature comes closer to you so you gotta you know back up and give your distance or gtfo and it's creepy that's a fun element yeah absolutely brian i probably interjected do you remember your first horror game before i could get to what your first horror game was I also don't complete my sentences. <laughs> it's fine. It's it's interesting. It's, it's kind of twofold. Um, there's a two prong aspect to it. But on on the maybe somebody can fill in the dots for me uh, after after hearing this. But I know I was on. I know I was on the Mac. I know I was on the Mac, and I know it was um, like this computer game called Transylvania, and it, it started with the. And I just, I remember being captivated by that so much. I, I don't know much beyond that. I didn't know how to play the game. I never, I never really, I got, I was probably about, let's say maybe four or five. Oh. But from there, I, I made the connection castles and, and, you know, thunder. I found Castlevania and um, Castlevania, you know, there's, there's, um, it's a it's a lot more, I want to say, dense than just getting straight into horror. Um, it's, it's definitely the, the sort of theme, and there's definitely a lot of accents, horror accents and whatnot. But I just remember that being my earliest foray into horror games, that mystery, that sense of what's what's this castle, who's in it, and why, what what do I have to explore? bats skeletons so forth that was that was definitely my my foot in the door as far as my first i'm currently playing castlevania and the freaking flying t-rex heads they (laughs) they do only one damage so they're not they're just annoying and then they show up all the time so that's my (laughs) they're they're so obnoxious but i have like castlevania and like way to go back to like the roots of dracula and vampires I feel like that's not something we've seen currently in gaming. Just uh, just Dracula in general? Yeah, kind of like vampire-y. Mm-hmm. The classic monsters kind of thing. There, there was, there was, there was a time. There was, you know, <clears throat> I went through my vampire phase. I'm not going to speak for, you know, everybody going through a vampire phase, but, <laughs> you know, there were there so many um, uh, <laughs> aspects of pop culture and, and just to kind of offer of what you were saying Steph was um, there was a vampire the masquerade uh, this was this was more definitely the PC like crowd. masquerade paper faces on parade masquerade in the sense of think think D&D, the sins okay. and and you know your your own sort of vampire personality in this in the, in the, in a virtual space that's kind of cool. Um, Did you have to eat people in it or suck their blood? I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's, 
basically, you know, that just went with the territory. That's, that's how you survive. That's, that's how true. vampires, yeah. As long as you do it ethically. Ethically. <laughs> <laughs> my, my Anne Rice phase. You better be careful. Hey, I love me some Anne Rice. I'm getting, I need to watch the new series. I'm trying to figure out how to watch it. Yeah, right? For another subscription. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you know, why not just have seven subscriptions? It's fine. We don't oh my goodness. Problems. Marley, what do you think about your your first horror game? You know, I I'm trying to think of like my very first horror game. And there's like a couple of them that I remember playing kind of right around the same time. So maybe it, my memory kind of blends in together but like like when I was younger I was like no 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 I am not into horror I don't like scary games I don't like scary movies no oh but then I'm turning I know right it's so yeah but like I think what happened for me was I started playing um like I had like friends that wanted to play games and then it just turned into like a social event and I kind of realized you know what there's a lot of people around. We could leave a hall light on over here. I'm okay. I have my pillow I can hide behind. I'll be okay. <laughs> and so it just kind of became like this like social thing. Like I remember one of the games that first came to mind was actually Slender the Arrival. Um, I watched someone play that in its entirety and that was terrifying. Um, and then also I remember playing one of the Outlast games. I get them all mixed up, to be honest. I think it was Whistleblower, but I could be wrong. I think, isn't that a DLC, technically? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might have been that one, because I remember... It, we also could have played the first one. But, um, and then, of course, Until Dawn. I remember, like, the very first time I played through that game, I was, like, mm-hmm. in a huge group of people, and it was, like, the best time. You were lucky. I got shut in a room by myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by him? Yeah. Brian! Brian? <laughs> we played in opposite rooms. Oh. And he turned the lights off on me. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ryan, true love, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I think that's, you brought up a really good point in the in the sense that your social dynamic when it, when it came to horror games. I think uh, aspect of video games that have, the reason why it's permeated pop culture so, so much is because you have um, these social ties, these social dynamics that are so unique outside of, you know, um, reading groups or going with a bunch of friends to, uh, say, a movie or anything like that. But similar to you, how, you know, you had your hall light on or you had your pillowcase. I remember <laughs> some friends, you know, it would it would be it would be blockbuster. It would be, you know, going down the aisles of blockbuster. We, we have a sleepover and it's like, all right, what, what game are we going to get? And it's just like, you know, you kind of want to do you know it's like okay we could do mortal Kombat, but this i heard about this this is the scariest game ever it's like man what is it it's like it's a silent hill (laughs) and then then you 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 know everybody's around and they're 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 each kind of recounting what they heard about the game so it's giving you like this already this kind of folklore about it like can you survive it that kind of thing and i think that just definitely kind of like um Steph, the uh, remind me of the game um, we were talking about, uh, or Steph, Amar, you you, um, you played it. The um, oh, containment breach. Thank you. Uh, kind of like containment breach in the sense that you have other voices that are going to give you 
um, instruction or or layers of, of story or did you try this or did you try that? I think that is something that is unique to what makes horror so paramount in gaming. Mm-hmm. Well, and I also think that there's a component of social gaming with horror games specifically, similar to like seeing a movie in a theater, that idea of like experiencing it with people, like mm-hmm. games as a whole, when you're watching, like you can thoroughly enjoy the story if it's a good story, like while you're watching, but there's something unique about the feeling of horror of the horror games that everybody watching can participate in. Does oh yeah. Mean? And even if you're not the one holding the controller either it's just as suspenseful and just as oh yeah terrifying exactly because i mean because there's definitely something about holding the controller like when it's your turn and when you want to be brave and hold the controller and play for a minute um you know i think at the same time like there's also something a little comforting in that because like you are the one controlling the character you are the one moving about and going where you need to go and everything. And sure, there's also a little bit of responsibility in that because mm-hmm. you could accidentally kill a character or something. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> I think we all have. Um, but, you know, so it's just still kind of like, it's still kind of nice to be in. And like, I, I feel like, especially like a game like Until Dawn and like those kind of decision-based games, um, and kind of like with forming relationships and how it affects your game and your, your story and everything. Like it kind of puts you back in control. It gives you the control over the scary thing mm-hmm. that's trying to, to attack you. And so like, there's something about that too, that I find really fascinating. Well, I think that's similar to why people like true crime. Um, not that you want to ever put the blame on victims, but it also gives you this perspective like, oh, this is what I could do differently. This is what happened to this person. How can I remain out of that situation? I think that that's a really big component of why women especially like true crime. And even in these video games why where you can be like participating in these riskier behaviors that you don't want to be in real life (laughs) you would avoid at all costs in real life oh yeah because honestly if i was put in some place like rapture or on until dawn i would sit in a closet with the door closed until morning happened (laughs) ever right like no (laughs) who would go look for freaking totems (laughs) i mean i think i think there's something also to be said i'm gonna i have to take this opportunity to um, comment on um, how important um, environment world building is like you you basically just you know got to the heart of the matter by mentioning places you you, you just mentioned you know rapture so I, I think again another thing why gaming is able to translate horror so effectively is because you're dealing with places like you know raccoon city Right. Uh, Silent Hill. You we, we all know if we wake up in Silent Hill, that's probably not the place <laughs> to be. Yeah, you're um, pretty screwed. Too for, foggy. For, right. Too, too foggy. For, for for whatever reason. And um uh, again, and then just you know, Castlevania is, is another example. Um in 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 a lot of the narratives in, in the games, um, there's this notion that when 
when the castle reemerges, when it reappears, that's that's when mankind has sort of begun to exhibit or sink to its lowest levels, its its, its most um, you know sinister aspects, which allows the castle to kind of materialize. But we find out later that it's a completely different reason. But anyway, um, <laughs> locations, locales, environments play such a pivotal part. Well, and that makes me think of, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, Dead by Daylight, which has been so popular lately. I love that game. I mean, because <laughs> you get to play at some of your favorite, you get to play at like Hawkins High. Or, I don't watch, I haven't watched Stranger Things, so I don't know the things. But you get to play at these creepy sure. places. I, I've thought about it. So on a side note, I, my husband kind of watched, watched it intently and I kind of watched it like next to him. And then someone died that he really liked and he's like, I'm not watching this anymore. So then I stopped watching it and never picked it back up. <laughs> I, it's Blake's fault. I will put him under the bus every time for Stranger Things. But anyways, you get to not only go to your favorite locations, but be some of your favorite horror spooky game people you could be pyramid head you get to be um the demigorgon the demigorgon <laughs> how did i know what she was talking about <laughs> yeah. as soon as you said it i was like oh yeah that's what she's doing <laughs> how did i know that you get to be um gosh i should know the names <laughs> Scream? Do you get to be Scream? Well, she's screaming psycho. It's ghost face. face. Okay. Yeah, but I don't think they actually have the rights to Scream. So they have like, I think he's, yeah, ghost face. So there's actually a few of those. They have like a Freddy. They have a, uh, oh, they do have a Mike Myers. Yeah. Um, They do have that and they play the music and everything. Yeah, they have that. Um, and they recently got some like Resident Evil stuff pulled in as well. So mm-hmm. there's like a couple mm-hmm. of levels in there and you can be some characters um, from there. I I couldn't tell you what ones, but yeah. So it's kind of fun that they're like incorporating like other franchises because I think the game surprisingly like it's still pretty popular. You know, people are still well, still well, hanging out. Yeah. Well, and the game is surprisingly simple, but it's been, yeah, it's held its popularity. You just need to survive, but it still gives you the jump scares you're looking for. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's, that's another thing that, that speaks to the longevity of, of um, um, horror games in general is being able to perfect or execute, implement a simple, what appears to be a simple mechanic and and kind of build upon that. I think you can you can anything from you know so like we're talking about Dead by Daylight where where um, what's another example um, we talked about um, Outlast mm-hmm. you you basically are armed with what a camera and, and <laughs> just you know the the notion of what they have um, the developers have been able to build on top of that is endless and it's a very from from the beginning from the start it's a very simple very um, sort of your alien game is another good example of that one. <sighs> alien isolation. Oh, yeah. I've played a good part of that. I've that game it. is spooky. Wow. It, 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 it achieves everything so well by just basically making you feel, uh, you know, for you know, lack of a better metaphor, naked. 
you 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 go out you there. You feel exposed. And it's just a matter of I'm gonna take these few steps to get these you know tools, <laughs> and then I'm gonna maybe take another few steps, and I'm gonna stay in this locker for a good five minutes, <laughs> and then I'm gonna you know I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe muster the strength to do another two steps. That's amazing that they were able to achieve that sort of atmosphere and mood. Well, because it was all about the soundscape in that game specifically, you know, because I watched him play it. I didn't realize that the mic was set up and that if I spoke, he would be found. Oh, Oh. (laughs) I was just talking because I was hanging out. Not realizing that the alien was going to get us. Oh, that's great. I would do the same damn thing. My favorite would be like in Alien Isolation when you're just like walking down the hall and you like up above you, you see an open grate and you're just like, um, okay, I'm like frozen in my tracks. Like, and you're looking for any other way to go. Like the first time, like we saw one of those and we just kept walking and we're like, la la la. Oh, and then Alien drops down and just like, you know, and you're dead and it's whatever. (laughs) So yeah, you just know he's hanging out up there and you're just like, hee hee, sneak away <laughs> around. And like, it's, that game is scary. Cause like, even if Alien wasn't right there, you like hear sounds of him or something. Is and you're just like, an oh. unseen threat. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Terrifying. Oh, I was just going to say, it seems like a big element too of a lot of horror games is you don't start off with weapons you don't get weapons or at least you don't start off with weapons. And then even in some situations, weapons are actually to your hindrance. Um, In fact, we just played quarry recently and I think the gun was used to kill more humans than um, the bad guys. Oops. In fact, we shot off granny's face and that was like horrifying. Yeah, I did that too. (laughs) (laughs) You were like, it's not going to kill her. And then her face blanched. Yep. Yeah. Quiet. <laughs> yep. Terrifying. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Does that, um, in the sense of uh, weapons or not getting weapons, or maybe even the the notion of unconventional weapons, how does that how does that make you feel as far as some of your experiences in in some 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 <laughs> games that you play? Well, it makes you feel helpless for one thing. Like I'm specifically thinking of like Outlast. Because again, you just have a camera, like you're holding the camera up and you're walk, you're looking like you're playing the game through the lens of the, not through the lens, but through the receiving screen, the screen. I don't know what it's called. Your, your, the uh-huh. viewfinder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about. We're, yeah, cameras. Yeah, but anyways, um, you know that there's plenty of things out there that you have to not let find you or else you'll die. And so, like, your whole other element is hiding, sneaking around, you know? And so, like, that obviously adds a whole other element because you have to be quiet, you have to be sneaky, you have to, like, use strategy to, like, get around the bad guy or wait long enough under a bed until he leaves. So there's also that element of patience. <laughs> not um, good. I'm not good at it. Yeah. I, I don't do well. It's it, not it's, easy. Yeah, it's, it's an art in itself, right? Like Stealth it, it, is never my forte in any type of gaming. <laughs> and also, like, as far as weapons for me, I'm like a wrench wielder. I would choose a wrench over a gun most days. She's She likes the melee over yes. the... 
the range. I find that when horror games get too complicated in maybe their story or their amount of monsters or or just different elements just coming in and out of everywhere that just doesn't always click. I feel like those are the games that maybe aren't like they don't they don't thrive. Um as much as like other ones do. Like I feel like horror in itself is very simple. Put you in a scary environment, give you limited weapons or maybe you know, a weapon. And, but then you have to try to find ammo. You have to like, you know, there's some sort of element where you have to like find stuff to be able to keep going, but you're getting from point A to point B, or your goal is to just avoid the bad thing and avoid, or, and then survive like a whole night or whatever. So like, I feel like the, the, um, the recipe for like horror games is super simple. And once you start adding in too much, you get, you get a bad, pot of soup i don't know <laughs> this is where i'm going with my analogy but like soup is simple too you just put in a few ingredients <laughs> one game that i would use to refute that though isn't technically a horror game i guess but would be halo when the flood appears and there's just so many that it's so overwhelming and so terrifying and you just don't feel like you can escape from it do you, I mean, but would you say that that is to is that is that an example of what the developers wanted you to feel? Is that well, or, yeah, but okay, like okay. The, I was just like the sheer amount of it is just like okay. yeah. What where do I go from here? How but do that's I, not but that's not like what the whole game is about though. No, either. like there's, right. there's other things and like there's a whole other premise going on. But when it's yeah, like, like is Halo a planet? We're not having this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness but yeah no i just that was my only comment it was just that i feel like the the recipe for horror it, it's very simple it's soup. because it is it's soup it's good soup it's soup yeah um because the example i wanted to use real quick that i just remembered was outlast 2 i remember we played that one and in the beginning it was pretty intriguing. You are in a helicopter and you crash and then you come across this like creepy village and you're trying to find your wife because you got separated. Is that's all you impregnated that, by Satan? Yeah, like or something. Yeah. Like there was like this whole like religious element going oh, on. Cult. And then there was like the scary all. things. And then like, I don't know. I just felt like it was like too much at once that you're like, no, I just I just needed it to be this. And that was fine. I don't know. We didn't. We didn't actually end up finishing that game. Mm -mm. I don't think so. So maybe I don't have enough room to talk. I don't know. But I mean, but you know, you you have the opportunity to at some point. It might. It might. It might come up. To finish that game? Yeah, I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> Anyways, what were you talking about? Fatal Frontier. Is that what you're talking about? Fatal, Fatal what? Frame. Fatal Flame. Frame. Frame. Mm -hmm. So Fatal Frame is, you want to talk about um, more, more or less a direct premise. You, you are in a countryside in Japan and you're, you're in a, an, an old, the, the equivalent of like an old estate. And the only thing you have is a, um, an antique camera. So spirits are haunting um, and hauntings are occurring. Spirits and hauntings are, are happening around you. And, and for lack of, you know, a weapon or, or, you know, what you have to equip yourself, you have this antique camera that you have to capture 
the spirits and you have to, you know, your, your photography has to be a little bit on point and you can, you can, you will not only capture the spirits, but you will, you know, that will contain their soul and mm. allow you to progress further. Wow. Um, That's fun playing on the, the old idea of a camera capturing your soul. Yeah. Interesting. That like yeah. reminds me of like phasmophobia and the old Japanese Ringyu movies combined. Mm-hmm. 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 Hmm. I, I couldn't. Yeah, exactly right. Um <laughs> But but it, it it kind of just um, it, it plays on that uh, sort of simplistic, um, you know, the, that simplistic recipe, and then kind of just pushes it out from there. Um, the kind of in the same vein that the that the flashlight mechanic kind of kind of did for horror gaming, just you know that that idea of being able to see so much. Um, but but it's these simple these simple additions and simple mechanics that just keeps us coming back. Well, and I think it adds to the idea that it's going to be more brain, not brawn, that's going to get you through mm-hmm. these dark, scary nights. <laughs> you have to outsmart the people, outsmart the creatures. You got to just push through. You can't just muscle your way through it this time. You can't be Kratos through it. <laughs> Kratos versus Wendigo. I don't know who would win. Kratos. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but what about Kratos versus the giant peanut baby? I mean, I, I don't have data uh, yeah. on the. On okay. The, on but the I'm still gonna yet. say Kratos. But okay. I'm- okay. <laughs> I think I think Kratos. He he wouldn't break eye contact with. <laughs> he would look at him for three days straight. <laughs> He's a god. He doesn't need to blink. <laughs> Leave me alone, boy. Leave me alone, peanut. Well, before we wrap up, we wanted to give a chance to maybe talk about a couple of our favorite horror games that we haven't had a chance to mention and why we love them. Whoever wants to begin. Okay. Um, the so floor is yours. Favorite. It's always, it's always, you know, because you just want to get it right. But I'm, I'm just going to, there was on the GameCube, there was um, a game called Eternal Darkness. And that sounds scary. Was so fun and had so many aspects of horror to it that, in a lot of ways, is still studied today. Um, it's still a lot of the the things that it achieved um, are somewhat legendary. So, kind of similar to this, uh, I remember if I remember correctly, there was a blink meter. Yes, there was a blink meter mm-hmm. that you know um, you can't you have to blink and and you know. This this doll will come closer, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you break eye contact, in Eternal Darkness there was something similar in that you had an insanity meter. So you have this uh, meter, and depending on your character, if if you came across like a like a being or or an entity that they that they weren't familiar with, you see the the insanity meter kind of rise, and and all hell breaks loose because your your character begins to hallucinate and it almost introduces this full-on aspect of a unreliable narrator in some of the interactions that you're having and given that you're not just playing as one character but you're playing as multiple characters across different so um there was just this amazing sense of otherworldliness and just separation from reality in addition to some very classic horror tropes. So 
Eternal Darkness. Eternal Darkness. And and then yeah, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> or or somebody somebody take the floor because I can I can keep going. Steph, it's you. But that does sound has it ever been like remastered or it it, it, it has it has not. Um there was there was talk way back when when Kickstarter was like you know a garage band that was talk about finally doing the sequel. Uh, we never we never got to it, but um, you bring maybe, up these we, old games that we can't don't have access to. We, that doesn't mean you don't have access to it. We we can we can we can you know we can circulate. We there can are ways. Mouth. We can. There are ways to preserve. <laughs> there are bill. ways to preserve. We, all right. We all right. Here. <laughs> Steph, hit us with your fave. I love the supermassive games. The dark pictures. The dark. Well, not just the dark pictures. <laughs> <laughs> There's more than that, Brian. Because until dawn and the quarry don't count as dark pictures. So you tell me. I haven't. Man and Dan. I haven't played yet. But the other yeah. ones. I I really love them. I find them so much fun, so creepy, and I like I ha- like the replay factor. Mm-hmm. So. Those ones would probably be top of my list as far as horror games, followed probably quickly by Bioshock. Hmm. Did you play House of Ashes? I did. I really liked it. Need to finish that one. Yeah, um, Cutscenes and Cupcakes has some strong opinions on the Dark Picture games. But <laughs> there, it's no doubt that there's so much replayability. Mm-hmm. Um. And they at least are doing it. Like they're going for some of these stories that um, other people haven't. Trying to make a cohesive kind of universe. Like yeah. almost. Like it's like. And, course, and their gameplay yeah. is different than most anything else out there. Right. Mm-hmm. Not many doing that kind of more or less kind of choose your own adventure almost. Like mm-hmm. the old adventure books. Like it's, that's kind of what it is. I mean, video games are in general, but. Um, they, they just admitted they doubled down. They doubled down on it. Yeah, they mm-hmm. they are kind of in a set of themselves at the moment because nobody else is really doing that style. Yeah, it's so oh, yeah. storytelling mm-hmm. high. And I really like my story games. Yeah, yeah, same here. I'm not a big one for games that don't have a ton of story. So yeah, um, and this October cutscenes will be doing Quarry, which is a super massive game. That reviews, one. So. That one came. Oh, out. Oh, that was last week. Yes. So cutscenes did it. <laughs> that one just I was came there. out. <laughs> but this November, there will be. That's what yes. I was. I wasn't going to do a favorite that I've played because we've talked about a lot of them, especially Bioshock. But I was going to say I'm super stoked for the Devil in Me, and I say that with apprehension because some of the um, some of the dark pictures haven't hit the marks with me. But I remember one of the first times Brian and I hung out, we put on, you know, I think we had watched something and then we were just hanging out kind of chatting. And for some light background noise, we put on an A.J. Holmes documentary, (laughs) you know, as one does. I was there. And Brian and I have talked several times about creating an H.H. Holmes centric game, video game, because if like a murder hotel leaves endless possibilities of what could be inside of that place. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the best content comes from real life and having this human who literally would kidnap people from his own hotel 
and murder them. I mean, like, you can't get too much more evil than that. So I'm very interested to see how they do with the devil in me. Um, so I'm I'm excited, apprehensively excited about it. I know. it. I'm excited too, but I'm also not happy that it comes out after Halloween. I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll play it. Like, I'm sure we'll play it. But at the same time, I'm like, I want to play it during spooky time. <laughs> that last year too with uh house of ashes i think it came out on like yeah. october 29th so like i guess just in time for spooky for halloween but also i mean that counts right i mean it, time enough for you to play halloween night it came out on like a does don't most games come out on a tuesday uh, or a friday okay yeah. well yeah, like, if it came well, out on a tuesday i don't know if that gives everybody the opportunity to play it right yeah, no, that one. I mean, I'm still excited about that one. But yeah, I'm I'm a lot like you, um, Steph. I like the supermassive games a lot too because of the story elements. Um, even though I might not have liked some of the stories that they went with I mean, or they're how perfect. they're not perfect. Yeah. Oh no. Problems with them, but oh, I, for sure. I I feel like the the stuff that they've added in, like we were talking about the social aspects, being able to split up the characters. And yes. Like, oh, it's your turn to play now and pass. The I. I love that aspect of it for sure. And so like for me, even though I didn't like a couple of them, I still have really good memories associated from playing with them <laughs> with, with my friends because we would just end up making fun of it instead of, you know, being scared. And like, I know that's not the point, but at the same time, like. But there are multiple ways to respond to the game. There's yeah. wit and fear responding to it in fun. So yeah. it, it accomplished the purpose either way. You enjoyed the time. Exactly. Well, and in Manama Dan, we killed off one of the main characters really quickly. And it was so funny because it always come to like this character's turn and it would be like, okay, I, don't, I think his name is Josh, maybe. It's like Josh's remember. turn and it showed him, like it just showed the water where he died. That would be the one that I would make sure he lived. Yeah, do that. It would just show the water where he died and then go on to the next person. We're like, okay, oh my gosh. Poor Josh. Um, I think they're definitely learning, which makes me excited for Double and Me because I feel like each one has gotten they, better. They've progressed. Um mm -hmm. I haven't I haven't played Man of Medan yet, but it sounds like that's kind of the it it was a little choppy. Well, and technical. I hope that they've fixed they've patched some of the um the quick time. Events were really well, hard to do. And they've gotten, yeah, because like the timing of the quick time events was really hard in Man of Medan. And they and I feel like they did get better as each game came out. Um I also Corey, Corey was was different though, I feel like. I I feel like with Corey, they they were a lot like less forgiving with their QTEs. Like usually you're like, can I get at least one chance to mess up my QTE before dying tragically? Like, come on, I've been sitting here. I've been sitting here watching this cutscene for the past 10 minutes. Oh, oh, I got to hurry and like do something. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, give me a second to wake back up. <laughs> their QTEs were fast, but they allowed you more time to decide, to make your decisions. They didn't yeah. like on your, on what you're going to say. They didn't, automatically pick one for you which i haven't like they've done that in some other ones so. yeah yeah definitely but i just remember there they're were picking, they're 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 learning they're yeah learning. there were several times though where like if you messed up once like let's say you tripped once then you were automatically dead it's like no can i trip maybe twice real life I don't know. Marley, you got to deal with it 
It's not real life. Wendigos and werewolves are not real. Interestingly <laughs> enough, I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't like to you know project, but it, it if if I'm don't take me to the bank on this exactly. Not only are they growing, but there are some aspects I recall reading about the living. For example, uh, apparently characters, you can be able to jump when you move. Whoa. That's yeah. new. I feel like you could do that in the quarry, couldn't you? No, we're talking no. About, no you jumped in quick time events, but just uh, okay. in, in real time, they uh, are okay. apparently stepping up to um, real-time movement animations that that really kind of stand out for the studio. So it's, it's going to be curious to see how that how that plays, how that feels. Have they mentioned the cast of Devil and Me? Anyone standing out in that? Because they usually have at least one or two um, their cast recognizable yet. names in it. I, I follow okay. them and look at all their posts for Devil and Me because I'm excited. It's crazy because it comes out in less than a month. But they didn't announce the quarry until like, I mean, they're probably going to announce it soon because the quarry was true. There was a, was there a teaser for Devil and Me? I haven't seen one. There's usually, they usually do like a teaser at the end of the previous game. So House of Ashes should have had a preview. We did see something. We did. But I don't know if it was a main character yet. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was a main character. We did Mm. see something. Bum, bum, bum. I might need to go online and do some research after this because or I'm curious. Ashes, because it is in there because I do remember <laughs> when we got it. <laughs> yes, I know. We need to play it. Um, I was going to say too though back to Dead by Daylight. I feel like that is such like a really good game. Like I, which is weird because it has no story and it ha- and it's very like kind of like quick um you know, rounds and stuff, which is just so not like me. But like, I think it goes back to the social element too. It definitely, you know, you're in a room with your, or I mean, everybody's in their own houses, but like you're in like a network together with your friends and then you get to play together and one of you is the killer. And so it's so much fun to just like run away from your friends and, or try to help your friends and stuff. Like it's, it's just a good time. Have you guys played Dead by Daylight? It's a good one. If you guys want to play sometime, <laughs> let me know because I'm always down. <laughs> and it's, it's you can't no more no more screen peeking like in the good old days. You have to just <laughs> except figure I it was, out on your own. Except I was um I pl- I played it for my on um, my stream on Twitch last week with some friends, and so a couple of them were watching. And so when it was my turn oh. to be the monster, I was like, "Okay, you guys, you have to turn off my stream. Like, no peeking. <laughs> Put your phone off to the side." Did they? But I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There was one person that was playing with us. It was my friend's brother, and he was really good. He was like scary good at the game, and so. I uh, I killed everyone but him, so I did not succeed. <laughs> there, there was um, uh, I'll be quick. There was a uh, game. There's there's <clears throat> Gears of War uh, is sort of not what you would expect from a traditional horror setting or or even a horror game. But one of the things that did inspire it was Resident Evil. In the co-op aspect of the game, you you're you're playing. Um, so it's, it's two of you, your army of two, and at 
at a certain point. And um, you come across this, this creature, you come across what's, what's known as the Berserker. And essentially you, you see the, the other, your other companion basically get mauled and decimated. <laughs> and the only way that you are able to survive this is you have to lead the creature outside to where it can be vulnerable to an open attack. Now, just in that segment, Marley, it's kind of like what you were saying because you're playing with a friend, and if it'll, it, the, the way the creature behaves, its behaviors, it, 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 it roars, it, it screeches, it's, it, it smells you. So it's going to run and kind of come full juggernaut at you. The only thing your friend can do is maybe shoot to kind of ease or, or distract said berserker from you. So it's, it's like this kind of, you know, we're talking. It's like, listen, I'm going to need you to, can you shoot it over here? But then you start panicking. So this is, you can't really understand each other because you're yelling. The, 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 each room that you have to lead it through gets basically more. Oh. So you, your shots are going to have to be more precise. Your movements are going to have to be more precise to get it outside. So kind of like what you were saying. But you're starting to panic, so you're getting more erratic. You're, you're getting more erratic. You're, you're, getting, you're yelling. You're, you're just like, <laughs> and then there's a tragic moment where you don't make it. So <laughs> I, I definitely understand what you, what you, you know, that, that, that heightened excitement and that sense of playing, that social mm-hmm. sense of playing with, uh, with friends and whatnot. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, we we definitely should try to do some Dead by Daylight. I would love it. Well, you guys, thank you so much for joining us on this episode about spoopy games. Yeah, it really is like one of our favorite times of years for gaming. Any last thoughts from the two of you? Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. (laughs) My first chance at getting to join you guys. Yay. I I can't believe that. I think we've tried once or twice and it just hasn't worked out. So yeah, I'm glad that this this worked out tonight. <laughs> we'll have you on the, the cutscenes and cupcake show soon. Don't worry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're not safe. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone, thank you for listening. Make sure to check out our other podcasts. We have them come out often. Um, we have our Storybots Chronic- Chronicles. We have our Multiplane podcast on movies that make up cutscenes and cupcakes as well as our streamers pretty much you can watch a age of geek streamer tuesday wednesday or thursday um and we have a pod and the fight and ginger and we have a lot of great content coming your way so we appreciate you join our discord we're fun people um and then other than that thank you guys again brian and steph and guys yeah and we'll see you guys next time This has been an Age of Geek media production. 